seated, please. Suddenly, the Spirit of God moved in in a mighty demonstration of his power on the day of Pentecost. They were gathered in the upper room, 120 of them. Some of them are named, others are anonymous. But there were 120 who obeyed the commandment of the Lord to stay in Jerusalem until they received power from on high. That was the last command that Jesus gave to his disciples before his ascension. He said some other things in that surrounding time. And there are a lot of people who don't agree that that was the occasion when the 500 people were present. But I've preached here before that that was the time, and I believe it was the time, when 500 believers were gathered. And Jesus said to them that they were invited, beyond invited, they were commanded to stay in Jerusalem until they received power from on high. 120 of them listened, received it, obeyed, and stayed And they gathered in the upper room, and they were waiting there. They stayed there for ten days, not knowing what was going to happen, except that the Lord Jesus had promised them that something mighty, power from on high, would happen. They knew nothing about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. They knew nothing about baptism in fire. They knew nothing about speaking in tongues. That was all new to them. Jesus had taught them in preparation for this occasion throughout his earthly ministry, that the Holy Spirit would come. They just didn't know the means by which that would be accomplished. So they were waiting, waiting, waiting. One of the things that we get most tired of, waiting. That's why the rest of the people who heard the commandment didn't stay. They didn't want to wait. But these who did stay were engaged in a great work of God. And they were being prepared for a miracle that God was going to do that although it happened all those centuries ago, we're still talking about it today and it's still vital and alive in the world today through this mighty experience of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And so here's what it says, Acts chapter 2 verse 2. And when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. It seems that it happened in an instant, in a snap of the fingers. But the fact of the matter is, this had been talked about for centuries. Start earlier than the most distant time away. When Jesus appeared on the scene as the Savior of the world, he had spent about 30 years from his birth to the time of appearing at the River Jordan where John pronounced him the Messiah. He had spent about 30 years in learning and preparation. It would not seem that Jesus would be that much, need that would need that much time, or the Father would need that much time to get him ready for his earthly ministry. And yet that's what happened. The Father dealt with him for 30 years of his life, through teenage years, through 20s, until at the age of about 30, he appeared on the scene. 
And when John the Baptist was baptizing people for repentance and Jesus appeared by the riverside, John spoke out, led by the Spirit of God, a mighty revelation of God's salvation plan. And he said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He had already said, as he announced this one was coming, he had already said, I baptize you with water, but there's one coming after me whose ministry begins after mine, and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Now, all of that was promised, and the disciples heard those things. They heard many things that Jesus taught, many things that were said that they did not understand or were unwilling to receive. I don't think they associated that original promise that came from John the Baptist and Jesus talking about the Holy Spirit coming on several occasions. I don't think they associated that with being endued with power from on high on the day of Pentecost. They didn't even know it was going to happen on the day of Pentecost. All they knew was that the Lord had ordered them to wait in the city of Jerusalem and he would send them power from on high. They didn't know when, how long. They did not relate it to the day of Pentecost. That was just God's choosing for his calendar. So 50 days after the resurrection, when he showed himself alive by infallible proofs for 40 days, ascended, then those who waited in the upper room waited in Jerusalem, 120 of them. 50 days after the resurrection, this event occurred. Suddenly. How suddenly is that? He'd been talking about it for years. He'd been preparing Jesus for his ministry. He had been telling people the Holy Spirit would come. It was not a new revelation. Just the experience of it was the new revelation. They should have had the expectation, and to their credit, 120 of them did have the expectation. They believed God was going to do something fulfilling the words of Jesus as they obeyed his commandment, and that is exactly what happened. That's why they were honored and blessed to be the first people, the first 120 believers who were filled with the Holy Spirit and the mighty baptism of the Holy Spirit and the power and the victory of the Lord. The first 120, now, after that, thousands quickly received that experience, but it was a brand new thing, and they were the first 120 to be honored with that experience. Why? Because they had been prepared they accepted the preparation. They went and they obeyed the Lord and they waited for him on the day of Pentecost. How long have they been planning for that? How long had the Lord been planning that? All the way back in the book of Joel. It's easy to find books of the Bible now. It used to be fun to say to people, you know, well, it's in the book of Hezekiah. And a lot of people didn't know there was no book of Hezekiah. But there is a book of Joel. It's easy to find a book of the Bible now. Usually there's a table of contents on your tablet or in your volume or whatever. And you can just go and look at it. But you'll find it right after Daniel. Just start looking right after Daniel, the latter part, latter third of the, of the Old Testament. There's the little book of Joel, just a short little prophetic book of Joel. But powerful things are said there. And I'm going to read to you what it says in the 28th and 29th verses of the second chapter. But I want to encourage you to read the preceding verses in that chapter. Read what it says is coming to the people who receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. I just want to read to you the prophecy that was given, that was fulfilled on the day of Pentecost. This is what Joel chapter 2, 
Verses 28 and 29 says, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. Even on the male and female servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit. That's the promise. I'll pour out my spirit. And we know that prophecy was fulfilled because uh, Peter said so on the day of Pentecost. When he stood up to preach to the multitudes who had gathered there because of this great phenomenon that drew them together. He said, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel and then declared the prophecy. So this prophecy was another part of the preparation for the people who were filled with the baptism in the Holy Spirit and then who received power from God to witness and carry forth that message and ministry to the world at that time. And God set a fire on the day of Pentecost. He set a fire in the falling of the Holy Spirit for people to be converted to Jesus, for people to come to the truth all over the world as people left that place, left not only that upper room, but left Jerusalem that day as many others received the Lord and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ in a mighty and a powerful way. So suddenly, all of a sudden, doesn't seem to be so instantaneous. My point to you is that there was a lot of preparation for that. And he was getting people ready for all of that. And I want to tell you today that what God does and seems to us to be suddenly is always preceded by a time of preparation. God works to get us ready for everything that he does in our lives. How many times have you just been totally caught totally and completely by surprise, absolutely off guard by something that God does. Oh, it's it's great, it's wonderful, it's powerful, but it's not like it's something that was totally and absolutely unexpected because usually it's something that you've been praying for. And the greatest preparation that we will ever have for any blessing of God is prayer. Praying and seeking God will draw us into the place that God wants to reveal himself and make himself known in momentous and powerful ways in our lives. Prayer is one of the greatest preparations that we can make. But everything that we do that God sends to us is preceded by a time of preparation. Moses found himself being prepared in ways he didn't even want to be prepared. (laughs) But God was getting him ready to be one of the greatest, greatest Old Testament servants of God one of them. And, and he let Moses be saved, his life saved when there's a decree for all the children to be killed. He had him brought up in the household of Pharaoh as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Then Moses, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the children of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, Hebrews 11 says, by faith, walked with God and suffered persecution with the children of God as a choice of walking with God and the victory of the Lord. All that's revealed in the Old Testament and in Hebrews chapter 11. So now Moses, uh, because he has a conflict with the Israelites and killing an Egyptian, he flees to the desert of Midian. He's 40 years old when this happened. When he gets to Midian, he meets people there and he is has a wife, has children. His life is just going on satisfactorily. Just, just, just living his life. You know? His wife, his children, tending his herds, taking care of things, enjoying things, just normal living. He goes on for 40 years doing that. 40 years. 
and he's living a fine life. Doesn't need anything. Wife and children, family, loved by his children, loved by his in-laws. No indication of any disruption in his life until one day when he's 80 years old. He's still out there working the fields. He's walking through a mountain and he looks over and he sees there's a, as he looks over, a flame bursts up from a bush. And it's bursting out of the bush, but the bush is not being burned. So he, out of curiosity, walks over to see that burning bush. I would, wouldn't you? Yes, you would. (laughs) You'd stop your car and get out and walk through a half of a field to see what was happening if that bush just kept burning and and, and the bush didn't go away. I know you would because you slow down and gawk at any little thing that looks like an accident when you're passing by. You, so, so, so anyway, so, so he went to see what was happening in that burning bush that, that wasn't being consumed. And when he got there, what he did not want to happen happened. God spoke to him. And he said, Moses, I am the Lord God. Take your shoes off. You're standing on holy ground. Now, do you know what Moses wanted to do? He wanted to turn and run because he didn't want his life disturbed. And he made it clear to God as God talked to him, he didn't want his life disturbed. God said, I'm going to send you on a great mission. He said, I can't go. I'm going to give you a great message to tell you. He said, I I can't speak very well. I'm not a good person to take your message. Besides that, I don't even know who you are. He knew it was God, but he, it, it, you know, it wasn't the revelation of God like we have today. So he didn't know, I don't even know who you are. I don't even know your name. And he said, that's all right. This is my name. I am that I am. So when you go and you go and meet them, meet Pharaoh and his leader and his consul, meet all of them, you just tell them, if you, when they want to know who sent you, you just tell them, I am sent you. They'll know. And Moses resisted every way he could. Till finally God answered every excuse even to say, well, well, I'll let Aaron go with you and be your spokesman if you claim that you're slow of speech. He wasn't slow of speech, but he was using every excuse. Sometimes we just don't want our lives to get interrupted with God's suddenlies. Suddenly the bush is burning. Everything else is fine. Everything's going well. And now, why did I ever bother to walk over to check out that burning bush? Because as soon as I got there, my life started to change. God has a moment planned. He has a time in his order. That is a time for him to speak to us. It won't be with a burning bush. God rarely does the same thing over and over. But he has ways to speak to you. And you may not want to hear what he has to say. Moses didn't. But he listened. Finally he listened. And he went and did what God told him to do. Because I think God persuaded him. You don't have much choice. You know, God doesn't require us to do a lot of things. He doesn't make us. He doesn't force us. He doesn't grab us and force us to preach the gospel. He doesn't force us to go to the mission field. He doesn't force us to go out and do visitation. He doesn't force us to pray. Somebody wrote a little song that says, He does not compel us to go. He does not compel us to go. He does not compel us to go against our will, but he just makes us willing to go. And God can make you willing. God can make you willing. What you may resist, God can make you willing. 
And the greatest thing that ever happens to us is when we, in the suddenly, what we think is so sudden, but God's been getting us ready for it, as it was with Moses. He went on to do a great ministry, as you know, lead the children of Israel out of bondage. But God prepared him for everything. He didn't even know he was being prepared for a mighty work of God while he was spending that 40 years in the desert of Midian. He didn't even know God. Almighty God was preparing him for something supernatural. But God was getting him ready all of that time. So he spent 40 years getting him ready, the middle 40 years. He was getting ready some of the first 40 years too. The middle 40 years he spent in final preparation. The latter 40 years of Moses' life were because the 40 years of preparation. And from that burning bush, Moses walked with God in the power of God. And God did miracles day after day after day after day. Sometimes the suddenly that God brings upon us. It always is for preparation that the Lord's put in place. But sometimes it suddenly may not be what we want at the moment. But when we will move with God's plan, move in God's order, we'll find that God does great things for us. Knowing the will of God, finding the will of God that he's prepared you for is the greatest discovery that you can make. So God is preparing your life. I believe this. God is preparing your life for a settled moment, miracle, a miracle moment in time. There is a miracle moment that God has planned for your life. Some of you have seen a miracle moment in your life. Some of you have not. But God has that miracle moment planned for you. It's a miracle moment when you come to Jesus and make a decision for salvation. And personally at that moment you decide I'm going to walk with the Lord. That's a miracle moment. There are other miracle moments. It may be in a healing. It may be in a revelation. It may be in a provision. But God, I'm telling you now, God has, and understand this, I'm not just giving you a theory right now, I'm telling you something that's true and it's true in your life. Some of you are going to see a miracle moment that God has planned. He's got it planned right now. He's got the time set. All you have to do is keep walking with God, keep being faithful, keep waiting in the upper room when you don't know the day of Pentecost. You know Pentecost is coming, but you don't know what it means yet. But keep walking in the upper, waiting in the upper room. Keep walking with him. Keep staying faithful to God. And God has something planned in a moment of time. It doesn't take God long to do the miraculous. It doesn't take God long to give you a healed body. It doesn't take God long to give you a revelation of his plan for your life. It doesn't take God long, if you'll forgive me for saying it, and I hope you'll understand it. I'm just using examples. It doesn't take God long to make you a millionaire. One, two, three, four, four amens. The rest of you don't want to be millionaires, that's all right. God will leave you alone. (laughs) It doesn't take God, because God, what you think is sudden, is by God's preparation. God gets us ready for it. And when he gets us ready for it, we walk with him, we are encouraged, we're blessed, we follow the Holy Spirit, we walk in the Spirit, we live for God, we trust God. It isn't because we're asking God, and excuse me for carrying this example any further. I hope you'll understand that I'm not promising anybody here is going to be an overnight millionaire. I'm just using an example. Probably not the good example, but I'm going to use it anyway. So just say that God has a plan for you to be a millionaire. Your great uncle is going to die. You didn't even know he had all that treasure, but he left a million dollars to you. Or whatever it may be. You won the, what's that thing they have, the... No, I'm, talk, I'm not talking about the lottery. No. <laughs> but it's about the same thing. That little thing, they, 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 you get the emails on them, you know, you just search on the internet. I forgot. It's something. 
I get them. I, don't know why I haven't unsubscribed to that crazy thing yet. Anyway, it's something like PC, PCH or something like that. It, 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 yeah, okay, I see you know more about it than I do. Uh, it, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, the point is that somewhere, God, you don't know what God has out there. You don't know what God's treasures are. I don't think there's, there, there, I, if you look at the, you mentioned, you, you kind of refre- re- brought up the lottery. I'll go ahead and say, do you know what the odds are of winning the lottery? Depends on which one it is, I think. Some of them, the odds are like one in 100 million, or maybe one in 300 million. Crazy, crazy, crazy odds. But do you know something? Please believe me, I am not prophesying about this today. I'm just trying to use an example that God takes these things that he has prepared you for. And you know, you may not be prepared for all that, but what God is preparing you for, God will do. And my point in starting all this was to say that God can do things overnight. He doesn't have to work according to what you know already exists. And you say, well, God couldn't provide me with some great inheritance because I don't have anybody I'm related to that has anything. I don't even have anybody that's got probably worth $10,000 or anything you want to put out there. But here's the truth of the matter. There may be somebody's not even related to you that you've done something for and been a blessing to has got you written in their will. Again, I'm not prophesying. I'm simply telling you that God can work in ways and does work in ways that you don't know, that you and I don't understand, that you and I have not planned for. And I don't want you to go start praying that person will put you in his will. I'm just giving you an example of what can happen and how God can do anything mysteriously, unexpectedly, miraculously because God has a miracle moment in time planned for you. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know how it will manifest itself. I don't know how it will be revealed. But I am going to say to you people in this congregation today, for many of you, perhaps for every one of you, but for many of you today, God has a miracle moment planned for your life. It's a miracle moment that hasn't happened yet. But God is preparing you for it. And when it happens, it will seem like it's come suddenly. Because much of what God does seems to be sudden. And yet, there's a lot of preparation going into it. Walking with him, serving him, praying, believing God, trusting God. Not knowing what God's going to do. But all of a sudden, God has for us an unexpected burning bush. All of a sudden, God has unexpected for us an outpouring of the Holy Spirit like the day of Pentecost. All of a sudden, what seems to be unplanned, unprepared, 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 seemingly, but prepared in the Spirit... We've got, he's got us ready in his plan. And when he does, then he brings us to the place. And in that miracle moment, you find that you're healed. You find that you're blessed. You find that you're prospered. Favor comes upon you because God has planned it. And it looks like it's sudden, but it isn't. It's because you've walked with God. God's prepared your life. You've stayed steady. You've held true. You've not turned aside. You've lifted up the name of the Lord. You've prayed and you've sought God. And all of a sudden, what you didn't ask for, what you didn't expect, what you didn't know could happen comes and it's suddenly the gift of God and you say oh how did this happen it happened because you were faithful because God prepared you and got you ready for the greatest things that ever happened in your life sudden sudden is happening without warning or in a short space of time it doesn't mean without preparation without warning So it can happen and does often happen.
God has a suddenly, God has a suddenly time planned for you. And that time is a miracle moment in your life. People have experienced it right here. And some of you have experienced it and haven't quite identified it. And yet God has done it. You've had the touch of God. Some of you have had, you've had mighty touch. You've had miraculous touches of God. We've had it right here in this congregation. And many of you sitting right here. We know of instances of that. And when God does it, he does it miraculously. And, and it seems like he's done it suddenly. But there's always a time of preparation as God leads us up to that giving of his favor. Now, when we come to that miracle moment that God's planned for us, it's God's favor, God's choice to do this. And God's favor, and I've said this before, an hour of God's favor is worth a lifetime of labor. There's a promise in the book of Proverbs, chapter 10, verse 22, that says, The blessing of the Lord bringeth wealth, and it is without toil and labor. I'm I'm just, I'm not saying God's promising you physical, monetary wealth. I'm saying that the blessing of the Lord is wealth, and it comes without without labor, without toil. It isn't something that we can earn. You can work and work and work and work and work and work and get the paycheck, put it in the bank, spend it before the next paycheck, and keep on doing that, keep on doing that, keep on doing that. And then there comes a time for the faithful. There comes a time for those that God has spoken through, that God has called out. Those who are walk who are walkers in faith, those who are marchers in truth, those who are holding on to God. And that preparation that God is doing in their lives that they don't even know is happening starts as a teenager, goes on up through early years. And as we walk with God and live close to God, God's getting us ready. And then what seems to be suddenly, and it is suddenly, because it comes out of what we don't know, but it comes out of God's preparation. And suddenly, the blessings of God are poured out in mighty and powerful ways. God's favor comes upon us. And everything starts to pour in. Everything starts to fill up. All the coffers start to fill up. All the barrels of oil start to overflow. All the, coffer, all the barrels of meal start to pour out. It's an abundance, an abundance, an abundance that's beyond anything we've ever had before because God has a miracle moment prepared and ready for your life. And it seems like it comes totally surprised and unexpected. And it may be surprised, it may be unexpected, but it's not unprepared because God gets us ready for the miracles that he wants to do. We don't even know something. We, don't, we, we really don't know what God's getting us ready for. I'm going to tell you this much. I, I, I'm just going to tell you very quickly. When Peter was called to go to the household of Cornelius, you need to go to Acts chapter 10 and read this. Cornelius saw a vision. Go find a man named Peter. He's at a house, man's house, whose name is Simon. He's in Joppa. He sent a service to get him. While they were on their way, God showed Peter a vision. And, and when he let the vessel in the form of a sheet held by four corners down so that Peter could see it, all kinds of animals that were not cleaned by the Jewish law were in there. And Peter heard a voice saying, rise and eat. And Peter said, not so, Lord. I've never eaten anything unclean by the ceremonial law. 
The law says, I know, I, don't, I never do that. God did it again. Then God did it again. Sometimes, some people, you know, we have to be hit over the head three or four times before we listen to anything God's got to say. He did it again. And then the Lord said, Peter, don't call anything that I have cleaned, don't call anything that I've declared clean to be common or unclean. If I say it, do it. Peter did come to the place that he said he would do what the Lord told him. He told the men he'd go back to the household of Cornelius. Well, you know what happened there. When he got there and he started preaching, because they were all gathered to hear his message, what he had come to preach. And when he started preaching, while he was preaching, the Holy Spirit fell on those people. They were saved, filled with the Holy Spirit, like that. And, and it was astonishing to them. Uh, Peter and all those who came with him were amazed and shocked because all of these people who were being saved and baptized in the Holy Spirit were Gentiles. These people weren't even worthy to hear the message according to what the Jews thought. And yet here's God doing a great, mighty, wonderful thing. A thing that went on and grew and really abundantly touched people's lives and really covered the earth with that message. And at first, Peter didn't want to receive it. And then... He did decide to obey. He went to the household of Cornelius. And while he's preaching, what happened? Suddenly, suddenly, read it, chapter 10, Acts. Suddenly, the Holy Spirit fell on them. And Peter and his believers who were with him were amazed that it happened. Although God had told him prior days with that vision that it was going to happen. You see, God has a sudden, miraculous moment planned for you. It is prepared in the economy of God. You won't know when. You, won't know. you may not get an hour's warning. You may not be told about it so you can get all dressed up for the whoever's going to bring that satchel with the money in it to your door. And be, they may come while you're just getting out of bed and you're still in your pajamas. God's not going to tell you ahead of time, except in this way. Live for him, serve him, be faithful to him. And all of that, God is getting you ready for the greatest thing that's ever happened in your life. He's got a miracle moment prepared and planned. And that miracle moment happens suddenly. And then there you are in the midst of God's favor, overflowing in the upper room. People around you being filled with the Holy Spirit all at the same time, speaking in tongues, praising God, glorifying God. Amazed, amazed. Didn't, don't even know what's happening. All you know that is somehow you're caught in the glory of God. And when that insurance settlement comes in, you get that $100,000 you didn't expect, or you find out that somebody's died and left you an inheritance, or you decide that somebody calls you and says, this job you thought there was no way of you getting, they already told you no, I've got it, we've got it ready for you, we're holding you, we want you to start Monday. All of that, all of those kinds of things, there's a variety of things, things I would never even think of. I wouldn't think of them except by the revelation of the Holy Spirit. Things that are going to happen to people in their miracle moment because God's getting us ready. What we've got to do is we've got to keep on in the time of preparation, expecting that God in his time is going to bring that suddenly moment upon us. And when he does, we'll recognize this is the glory of God. I hope some of you will think back. You won't think of it instantly, but maybe in the next day or so you say, hey, oh, that's what pastor was talking about. This has just happened. I believe we expect things like that to happen. And I'm going to tell you now, Suddenly doesn't necessarily mean quickly. The preparation takes away the quickly part. 
but the preparation is important and necessary. Now, I'm mean, going to just tell you this. God has our church in a time of preparation. We are being prepared right now for that which is going to be so phenomenal, the newspapers will be having it on the front page. They'll be talking about it in the news reports. There's the church over there in Fleming Island setting back off the road, and people are flocking to it and gathering around trying to press and push their way to get in. And we're going to send a reporter over there to find out what's happening. And the next thing you know, they'll have a news truck out here with a satellite feed up on the top of it. They'll be wanting to interview you when you come out and say, what's that crazy man in there talking about? What's he promising to bring all these, make all this happen? And you hopefully remember to say he's just preaching the gospel. God has a sudden miracle moment for all of us together as the body of Christ in this church. And that time is coming. I don't know how to tell you when. I can't tell you how, when it is for me. But I will tell you this much. I wasn't going to say this, but I'm going to say it now. I've been, I've been crying out to God about certain things. Certain things that I know I've heard from God. One day I'll tell them to you in detail. And God's time will be right. But I was praying about that this morning, sitting in the prayer room, as the Spirit of the Lord really was speaking truth, I think, throughout that prayer room. And, 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 and I was praying, and I, and I really felt like God spoke to me, really, really spoke in my heart as clearly as I've ever heard Him say. And I believe God said, you will see it. I know what it is. You will see it. You will see it. And I will do it (laughs) if I can make this understood. When I felt like the Lord said, I will do it, I thought he was going to say, I will do it today, or I'll do it next week, or I'll do it on the 21st, I'll do it at 10 o'clock. And I thought it was going to be, I will do it, and it was. I will do it, and then the rest of it, I don't know why God does that. Well, yes, I do, to keep us trusting him. But when I felt like the Lord saying, I will do it, I thought for sure he was going to tell me when. I have had that happen one time before in my life. God told me something was going to happen on a certain day, and it did. I, I, I don't have any time to even refer to that. Someday, I'll, I've told it here a long time ago. I may tell it again sometime, but I can't today. But, I, but that did happen to me one time. God said something, he, and he spoke to me and said, it's going to happen today. And it didn't happen that morning, didn't happen that afternoon. And I came back to church that night kind of upset with the Lord, to tell you the truth. But that night, that night, unexpected, the most, the most powerful revelation of God's presence and power up to that time in my life that I've ever seen happened that night. Because God keeps his word. God does what he says he's going to do. So this morning, when I felt like the Lord saying, I will do it, and then I felt like... I, I thought for sure he's going to tell me when. Maybe I need to go back and pray. What I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sharing with you this morning what I'm trying to, trying to fully grasp myself. But I do know this. I know God said I'm going to. He didn't tell me when. But I know it's not too long. I know it's coming. God's miracle moment that we will recognize. There's going to be something that happened in this church 
something that starts happening in this church. It may be on a Sunday morning, maybe on a Wednesday night, maybe on a Tuesday morning. I don't know. But something's going to start happening, and it's going to be a wave. It's going to be God putting us in his grip. And suddenly, this miracle moment starts. And it continues and it goes on as the grace of God expands and glory is revealed and God lets us see his Shekinah and we know then that God is in the midst of his people because revealing himself in great supernatural power. We will see it if we hold steady and stand fast and keep on believing God. We will see it. God's miracle moment is coming. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Stand with me, please. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.